127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew? No, you're incorrect. You're just incorrect. I'm going to go ahead and pull up a picture on Apple's website. Are you agreeing with me? You should, but okay. you're wrong. Hey, everybody, I'm Ethan. <laughs> it, if that's the case, yes. John, if you're going to look up a picture on Apple's website. About how the, the orientation of the Apple products pencil goes yes or just products in general okay on your right wrist is the most incorrect way to wear a watch the left <laughs> he's left-handed though right i know he's left-handed yeah. i'm not saying like if you're gonna wear a watch on your right hand that's wrong what i'm saying is that the crown orientation on your right wrist pointing to your shoulder versus your Outward. fingers is wrong towards my fingers yeah what? like your crown like if is you're pointed towards your elbow what? not your fingers if you were to look on apple's website yeah, everyone they do the crown is always pointed towards yeah, the but it, this is an there. invalid argument that you're about to pull up no. apple yeah. okay if if i were to if i were <laughs> to have you. i'm just gonna i'm gonna explain this if i were to write on my ipad yep. and the and i'm gonna grab the pencil would i grab the pencil upside down or right side up right side up every time it would be weird to grab it like this and then flip it over that's weird. He makes a good case. This yeah, is, sure. this is how this is a goes. good argument. How often do you write with it vertically? Because I always write. I with only it write with it vertically. I only write with it horizontally. I only I write with it vertically. I don't write like this. That's weird. I type like this. Well, if I, I'm I writing on it, I take it off of this. Yeah, if like I'm writing on it, I turn it sideways. The validity of now, your argument now is this, a little. I don't shaded. use my. I don't use my fingers for that. I only use my thumb. And so when I'm using it, I do this. You cut what? I use my thumb on. it. For those who can't see, John is covering the entire face of his watch with his hand. While he's no, not. So he's using his left hand to cover, and then I'm not covering it. I just do this. Like I can see it just fine. What you got, Caleb? Okay, that's why I put it like there. And and I didn't set it like that. I just put left orientation. And I put on my watch on which one was right, like but, which which side of the screen was up. And that's what I put it on. You know, you can, you can change that too. I don't know the things. Way, the way you phrased that was really funny. That's <laughs> oh. why I'm laughing. You know, just like, I looked which way was up. And that, I, that was, that was up. I put it on my wrist. That's up. Up hey, goes up on NBC my wrist. NBC News. Israel to pause fight. Hold on. What should I say? I don't have a mic. I don't have a boom stand. So my voice is probably going to go like in and out of yeah. this whole thing. Draft. Top five notifications you can receive on an Apple Watch. I love you. From Caleb doesn't have an I Apple don't watch. care. I don't have oh, an anybody? Apple watch. <laughs> you don't care. This mic is falling apart <laughs> and pieces of it are in my mouth. <laughs> I don't like it. He's using the backup mic. Um, and, hold uh, on. No. Oh, gosh. We're good. Oh, no. You just got so much louder. Did it really? <laughs> and the and, echo. Uh, you're getting like your, uh, your, <laughs> my, my, your my mustache beard? hairs. No, you're not. That's no, completely uh, silent. Yeah, that was, you just I thought lied. I heard something. Okay. Maybe it's someone else. Uh, draft time. I'm going to put this right here. Welcome back, Ethan. I'm going to put this right. Why does he get to Thanks. draft again? Is this just a Zach rule? No. Well, he. Who's he drafting against? I just thought, honestly, Muffin. I thought that y'all did it. Anytime the majority of the podcast. Only when there's special guests. But well, I want right, to yeah. move you beyond special guests. It's just like. Whenever Regular. you're free, I just want you to show up, kind of. I'll tell you right now, most Thursdays at 1.30, uh, the, the clock is winding down for the week. You know what I'm saying? So Which I'm means doing, you're free. I'm doing like the last little... Uh, Emails? Yeah. yeah. Kind of 
let's clean the desk before I depart. Yeah. Uh, I do have a meeting mm-hmm. though today. So three. Okay. Yeah, three. Then I'm just gonna run with this. We're gonna be really quick. All right, so we can get in this topic. Let's do top three. Um, but it's you two. Who? Zach and Ethan. Oh, brother. And okay. we're going to do the top three things to dip chicken in. Mm. What do you think? Because oh, you're you're an no. expert. You're like the, I'm the nugget expert. And Who? so I, I dip my things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. What? Okay. Uh, number number three. It, I dip it in two things. Number three, <laughs> so Zach. It's kind of hard okay. for me. You go first. Zach. No, Zach. Otter even. Otter even, Zach. No, it's his house. No, Otter even, Zach. Odd. Odd. I had two fingers up. So, Ethan, would you like to go first or second? Second. Okay. So, Zach's first pick for the top three things to dip chicken in. Mm. Number one. Is it just dip or can it be covered? And how specific do you want it? Do you want like specific restaurant? No, specific? Uh, no, no, none of those things. It can be anything. <laughs> and I don't, sauce. It depends on how aggressive your dip is. Like if you're just like a little dunk or if you're just going to baptize it, that's fine. Okay. All right? Are you going Methodist or Baptist yeah. with your chicken? I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Zach, number one. Teriyaki. Teriyaki? What? Yep. Okay. Is that my best one or not? Or is that no, like you, three or one? top three. That's fine. I okay. don't care. What order are you doing? Okay. Teriyaki? Yep. Interesting. Wow, I would have never guessed that about you at all. Uh, Ethan? I have a question. Okay. Where are you finding just teriyaki tubs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like teriyaki chicken. It's the sauce that they cover the chicken in. Teriyaki. He didn't dip it in there, but somebody dipped it in there for him. Or poured it over. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with the number one thing to dip your chicken in is your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Be then you dipping that chicken <laughs> you straight in your mouth. But you pull it back out. Dip then, it what you, then what do you do with it? Dip it. <laughs> dip okay. it. Okay. Your mouth. Okay. Now, I would like to go ahead and this is does a locked take, in. Does this that is take my lock- answer off the... No, okay. this is a locked in answer. Okay. I'm going to be judging off of what I'm going to dip my chicken in. Your mouth every time. <laughs> and I'm not dipping my chicken into your mouth. Either. No, no, no. <laughs> Watch, I said your mouth. When John yeah. said your mouth, what did you write? Okay, but if I were to pick, hey, can I get a uh, a, a box of your mouth? <laughs> I did not say my mouth. <laughs> no, you said your mouth. Your mouth. You should have said my mouth. You're dipping chicken in your mouth. No. Every time. I'm every dipping time chicken you in your chicken, mouth. I'm you're dipping putting, chicken in your mouth. Putting the chicken. I'm not words, dipping it uh, in my words. mouth. It says the guy who said teriyaki. Words. It, if you can, hey, can I have a thing of teriyaki Chick-fil-A? Words are important. Okay, number two. I, I don't just get sauce from Chick-fil-A, though. So. <sighs> I, see, this is why I don't know if this answer counts because of what he said. Your mouth. <laughs> my number two answer is, is no sauce because if it's really good chicken, you don't need sauce. Okay, I'm about to no hit a home run sauce. here. Oh, my I, I don't know, man. It's not a steak. It's not a steak. Cane sauce. Chicken number two for Ethan Kane's sauce. Fail. Okay, Kane's sauce. sauce. Okay. It's, it's the most... It's the poorest sauce in town, I think. I would rather do my chicken in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to do that every time. You're dipping your chicken in your mouth every time. Your mouth. It's a dip. (laughs) Your mouth. And there's a gap between your teeth and your lips in which the remnant of that chicken is coming right back out and hitting your plate. All right, Zach, number three. Number three, Zach. I hate this game. This is the the staple. You made this game. I know, and I hate it now. Barbecue sauce. None of these answers have been good to me. Can you get specific? You said not specific. No, but like you specifically it, said not specific. It, I'm no, going. You said stores, but, but he like, said no sauce. That's like the most vague thing ever. That's not. I, I think that's more specific a, than your mouth. Is there a place that's like, hey, this barbecue sauce? Because barbecue sauce is like a yeah. big animal. Yeah, because sometimes it's like you know they're different. Some there's different barbecue sauces. There are different types of barbecue sauces. What you got? Where's it from? 
This one's hard because I know you're going to go against me on this. No, go, I, I need to beat this you, dude. Best barbecue sauce. It's from Don's? Don's. Okay. Tangy barbecue sauce. Okay. But honey barbecue is also very good. Okay, carry on. Uh, the last and... Uh, <laughs> You got you have canes in your mouth, and so we <laughs> got some work to do. Not in that order. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, okay. So um, my competition so far teriyaki. has been teriyaki, which I don't think that is a sauce. Uh, I I'm okay with it being a sauce. It's just a weird one that you're like you're not going to get that with your nuggets. You're going to dip your chicken in teriyaki yes. sauce as much as you're going to dip it in your mouth. Sure, carry on. Okay, he has teriyaki. That's such a lie. Then nothing. No that's sauce in Don's Don. barbecue. Barbecue Don's. And your last answer. I to, think I won this one. Oh, this is no tough. matter what you choose. This is tough. Your first one. Hang on. Hey, lost you. Hey, calm down. I'm so calm. Let me think. Okay. Me he doesn't even know. Let me think. Let me think. Somebody's calling me. I'm gonna go with ranch. Oh man. Universal American ranch. Hidden Valley. Okay, Caleb. Here's a, I don't know what happened to the numbering system there. It went three, four, five for some strange reason, but Nothing. teriyaki, no sauce, and barbecue versus uh, your mouth, canes, and ranch. <laughs> Who do you think won? Um, okay, Caleb, I will give you one answer to beat them all. And if you can beat them, uh -oh. I'm going to give the victory to you. Wait a okay. minute. I just, That's just never one sauce. Up. Yeah, I know. But, but then you have to choose a winner between Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like ranch is a pretty solid. That's a great play pick. But I like so it. you're okay. saying that his one sauce has to be my best pick or my three average. The, the combination of y'all's. I'm uh, going. I'm going with this fresh on my mind. Honey roasted barbecue from Chick Fil A. Golly. He already said barbecue. You just that's copied so, him. That's so. He different. also said honey barbecue. But tangy barbecue from McDonald's. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that it's different. I'm gonna say it's different. Okay. The honey I, did, roasted I barbecue. did say honey barbecue though. Honey roasted barbecue okay. sauce from Chick Fil A is Simply liquid Simply because gold. of the fact that I don't like these sauces. Talking to that, Mikey. I would pick. <laughs> I would pick this one as the winner. <laughs> yeah, but I could see your mouth the argument for, with for that one. <laughs> okay, so mouth. there there are Chick Fil A's in the Dallas Fort Worth area that put their honey roasted barbecue sauce out like by the ketchup and stuff on mm. the napkin. Dumb. Uh, yeah, and it's I'm dumb because I'm taking all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I have to give the victory to Caleb. Way to go, guys. Um, who would win between us? Rick. No, the, the <laughs> second, second place is the first loser. I want to pick. Yeah, we're fine with being labeled that. Whoever the first loser is. Uh, I think it's a tie for a second. <sighs> yeah, you're saying I tied to this is your mouth. I, this is I also want to say that dipping your chicken in nothing and then dipping it in your mouth is the same answer. I that's know. why I was, I that's why I was concerned. It's a good so do you like ranch? Or uh, what was your third? I prefer ranch barbecue. I don't like canes at all. Okay, but um, and so I would I would take teriyaki over ranch and barbecue. I just don't think it's chicken a in. dippable. I, I think it is. I, I don't think you can dip chicken in teriyaki. I like, agree. Where are you I think that I it's. I think we did, we did just say sauce though. I think you said it doesn't matter if you soak it in a yeah. sauce. Sure. All right. Methodist or, or if you, I concede. That a boy. Second second uh, place tie. And then again, I'll you both got half a silver medal. It's not steak, good. and okay. so like I, th I don't think you should just. <laughs> here, You're right. I think there is some chicken, chicken that you don't need though. Chicken not. You don't beef. need a sauce. Mm -hmm. I think chicken okay. needs sauce most of the time. No. My favorite combination of stuff that I'm putting on chicken. I try to play by the rules. Sorry, is uh, honey and hot sauce on my chicken. Those weren't his answers. Nashville sweet chicken, something like that. Yeah, but you know, Popeyes get the box, open the sauce. 
I like them dead and deep fried. You heard of Popeyes? Marmalade. Name that movie. No idea. Say that again. I like them dead and deep fried. You heard of Popeyes? <laughs> I want to say that's like Good Burger, but nope. probably not. I d- I'm not going to guess. You know, you know what it is? Nope. Rush, I, ho- rush Hour? That's Rush I Hour? I was going to yeah. say something Chris Tucker. That's Chris Tucker? Mm-hmm. Right. He's like trying to give him that. I think it's Rush Hour too, possibly. Yeah, trying I'm to give like him that bird. <laughs> it's like alive. And he was like, no. Oh, like is that when they're like the Chinese market? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that now. Great movie. Media. Uh, media. Movies. Movies. Wow, that's great. Lee. Thanks for that transition. That was Lee. awesome. We was talking about birds. So today we're talking about our relationship with media, more specifically a Christian's relationship with media. Mm. Um, and when we talk about that, what is that? What are we really even discussing? Because I think people are like, those ideas aren't even connected. What are we talking about when we talk about a Christian's relationship with media? That's how we watch The Chosen. Hmm. Are we talking about oh, how you listen to this I mean, podcast? We're, we're about to. Are we talking about like social media? Or are we talking all about kinds like of media? Social cinema, media, cinema, shows, all of streaming it's included. services. Why is it important, our relationship with it? I mean, I think obviously to be a human being in this world, you kind of have to have some relationship with media, unless you're like a living out in the woods and <laughs> on your own. That. And I think that's probably not God's best for you because He wants you to make disciples of all nations and you can't really do that when you're out alone. But so I think, I think what we mean by a Christian's relationship with media is just what's a healthy balance of what media things can I intake and what things should I not intake for the sake of my spiritual health? Yeah. It's a solid answer. You got anything over there? Any that? Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, guess what? You have a relationship with media. So it's probably important. Then. Pretty hey, thanks tar- for listening. Pretty target audience here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, when we encounter things of the Lord, um, those things feed our soul in good ways. And when we encounter things that aren't of the Lord, they also affect our soul in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to, kind of recognize what you're feeding yourself with and, and, um, you know, ultimately what you're consuming, um, will kind of outpour from, from you. That's good. As you were talking about spiritual things, obviously I think the big thing for, um, a Christian, what they're feeding themselves is scripture. Um, and there are places we can go and we can go there, Uh, but the Bible doesn't specifically talk about, you should watch this show. You shouldn't watch this you should listen to 127 on the mic and you shouldn't listen to whatever podcast. It doesn't specifically say those things. And so what position as Christians should we take in regards to our media, even though um, you even referenced some, some passages uh, within what you were talking about earlier, but what position should we take as Christians with media? I mean, obviously I think the, the general piece of advice is just what, what media is causing you to sin, obviously. And if it's causing you to sin, then cut it out. What what media is causing you to um, love Jesus better, to love other people better, to, um, I mean, help you to just do what he calls you to do? I think, I think that's a general practical piece of advice. But I think a lot of times when we say that, it's hard to navigate, okay, well, what, what about these gray area things, right? Because I think as Christians, it's really easy to see, okay, there are certain shows I shouldn't watch because there are scenes in those shows that are definitely not Christ-like. It's pretty clear, oh, I shouldn't watch that show. And if, if there's people in the room that are watching certain shows like that, I would encourage you to cut them out. 
But then I think the hard part is that there's a lot of gray area things of like, oh, well, this this show isn't necessarily like terrible, but it's also not like Christ-like. Is that okay? And I think like in a lot of those things, it just comes down to conscience. Like Paul talks about in Corinthians, if, if your conscience tells you that it's wrong, then it's sin for you. And so I think really just think think through all media in that perspective. Am I am I being led to sin in this? Then I need to cut it out. And if not, then it, then it's probably okay. Now again, that's not saying that we're perfect human beings and that we never um, that we always realize what's wrong. And there again, there's some media things that we need to cut out. But I think that's just a good general principle. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so a scripture that I had brought up um, was Philippians 4, 8, uh, which is, you know, whatever is uh, true, whatever is just, whatever is pure, uh, lovely, commendable, if there's any moral excellence, if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. For me, when we're talking about media, um, you know, there are shows in the past that I've watched that... Um, kind of later on in my life when I wasn't um, kind of consistently maybe binge watching those things or <laughs> putting them in front of my face, uh, cool. you know, conviction sets in and you realize some of the stuff that you've put in front of your eyes. And um, it tends maybe to draw your mind in some places that it need not go. And yeah. so um, that's just TV shows. I also think it's true with the music that we listen to. You know, sometimes when you start singing a song that's uh, inappropriate, you can get people to kind of go along with that song with you. And yeah. all of a sudden, everybody is talking about things that they should not be talking about and, and kind of celebrating those things. And so yeah. uh, this conversation gets wild for me um, in the sense that we're all aware of the snare of media, mm. right? Um, at the same time, it is difficult to not watch entertaining shows. And yeah. if we were going to make like a grading scale of what is acceptable to watch, what's acceptable to listen to, uh, we're going to just be watching the chosen and veggie tales and listening to <laughs> Chris Tomlin CCM. Yeah. Like Michael, Michael W. Smith's about to make a mega comeback, but it's yeah. That's, yeah, it's, you know, just for me, I need to pay attention to, to, to Philippians 4, 8, mm-hmm. whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure and full of love. Think about these things, dwell on these things. And, good. Yeah. And I think one thing for those that are listening, please hear, we're not saying that like you can't listen to secular music. That's not what we're saying at all. We're not saying you can't ever watch non-Christian movies. But again, the, the point that Ethan made is just. Is it feeding your soul in a way that honors Christ and, and pushes you to love him more? Because there's a clear distinction. Uh, and, and some secular music, I think, for my own life, has done that for me. Where it's, it's pointed out, hey, that these people are hurting, and it's because they don't have Christ. And yet, because I have Christ, I can, I can go to the fountain of, of joy, a fountain of life. Whereas, you know, for other certain music, it's like, this isn't honoring Christ. And so I think there's a difference. And I think that... For anybody listening, that's really a, a, a distinction that you need to learn and you need to make. Is is this honoring to Christ? What do you what do you think uh pre TV, pre internet, pre social, whatever it was, what what do people do? 
like interact you, with one another. I don't know. You what did they do? Play uh, don't ask me. I mean, well, I, I didn't have a TV when I grew up. Um, not because I was alive before TVs were invented, um, but just because we didn't have one in our house. And so I was just trying to think of like, like even before then, because I still had access to like media type stuff. That was, that was a thing. Yeah. But what, so you went home as a family and radio shows and like it's the, it's the question. If you don't have a TV, what's your chair pointed out? Yeah. Like that's a thing. Yeah. And so like back then when, what was your chair pointed at? Um, and, and allow kind of that thought. But, but even then the thing that, that allows the church to be the church, the thing that separates the church from the world is, is not so much that it's not how we handle media. The thing that separates the church from the world is that you're radically different than the world. Yep. Yeah. And, and so it, you have to think through that as you're, as you're processing, like are this age, if you had stone age, if you had the industrial age, this is the digital age, not the subpar band from David Crowder, but, but it's, that's what we're in. And, and so if that's what you're known for, then how is the church being known in that age? And how is the, the mm-hmm. people of the church being radically different than you have to assume that the 5% of the market that I, I'm making this number up, but the 5% of the market that Christians own in the media sense is actually poorly done. Uh, like the chosen, some of you are going to be like, yeah, hurrah, the chosen. The only reason it's good is because the Mormons are helping. And because we're using their sets, we're using their money, we're using their production quality and they have a ton of it. Um, and, and so like some of the things that even we put out there and go, oh, look what Christians are doing so well. And I think our music's getting up there and there's some other things. And it's weird to even talk about that. That new Triple E album. Yeah. That maybe (laughs) he seems like, he he talks like Bug Bunny. Like when you're talking to Bug Bunny. He has a new album. Anyway, he does have a new album. Close your eyes when you're listening to Triple E and it's Bugs Bunny. What's it? What is it called? Trip, uh, trip. That's hazard, just triple trip, hazard, tripping okay. hazard, trip, off the trip around the world. Yeah. <laughs> you can just search triply and then you'll <laughs> it, find it. it comes up on your social medias. Um, that derailed my thought. So the, but the 5% of the, the culture that we own, whatever that is, how radically different is it than the 95% that is underneath the umbrella of being godless, actually trying to push you the other way, um, bringing in an agenda that is not Christian, um, even if we, even if we filter it and we go, ah, it's okay because it just doesn't offend me. Um, one, maybe you should be offended or two, like, like what is it actually trying to accomplish? Um, and as Christians, yeah. the spaces that the world produces that aren't offending you, that means that, that you have a callus in a, in a way or that they're doing a good job of slowly pulling you over to the side without you recognizing it. Yeah. Um, now, now again, Caleb said it and we're going to echo it. Um, when Ethan was talking about binge watching something, when I had my neck surgery and I was stuck in a chair for a while, I watched, I don't know how many seasons it was, but I watched the entirety of how I met your mother, which is not a godly show whatsoever. That's a lot of TV. Um, and, and I was just like stuck to it because I couldn't really move my head. Um, and I think I finished it in like five days. Wow. It, it's just like nonstop. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep or anything. Um, and so there, there's a, and this is what it did. I'll say this. It's not my commercial to like, Hey, go watch how I met your mother. That's pointless. It, it numbed me. That's good. It allowed me to not think. It allowed me to like get past the idea that I'm stuck in a neck brace and I can't move and I can't really eat anything. It took me into a space of just like no thought. Yeah. And that's incredibly dangerous for Christians mm-hmm. to get lulled into numb to the world. And that's often what it does. And so we're not saying, hey, ignore all of that. But when it becomes the thing that you do to escape other things, um, then you're in a really dangerous spot. 
Yeah. That's a really that's good, good thought. What, what's, what's then the balance for, obviously we talked about maybe this being subjective to the person, which will be, I think a later question of how we talk about that with one another. Um, if it's very personalized and what we may call a gray area, um, what, what is this balance? Maybe just generally speaking to not become one of the world just by consuming all this and being surrounded by it, but also not being this, just going to watch the chosen, just going to listen to this music. Like where's, where's that balance for us? Here, here's a challenge. Here's a challenging thought. And then I want you guys to, to chase after this. Um, in second Corinthians six, 16 is God is chatting, chatting. He's like, Hey, I'll, I'll make my dwelling place among them and I'll walk with them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. We, we want that. That's a, that's a great promise. Therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them. Says the Lord, touch no unclean thing. And I will welcome you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord almighty. But what he's calling the church to at this point is a radical detachment from the world that the world sees um, and then wants to be a part of. Because in that spot is joy, in that spot is love, in that spot is hope, like all of those things. And the world sees that and runs to it. And so that, that form of radical response to the things that the world is presenting to us, which we're, we're just going to say like at this point is, is media in all kinds of form, um, means that we're running away from the emptiness of the world to the fullness that's found in a relationship with Jesus. We're separating ourselves from these things. Um, and you look at that and you go, that's pretty, my word, that's pretty aggressive. Mm. Uh, for us to do that because then we're going to be like, Hey, come to Matt's house. And it's like, Hey, I didn't come to, I didn't go to cuddle with the insiders. I came to welcome the outsiders. And mm-hmm. in order to welcome the outsiders, you got to go out and invite them into your, into your place. And so there's a, there's a balance there that we have to be careful of, but this is God's standard. I, I don't want to say like, well, it's, it's this and not this. No, he's laid out a standard pretty clear of what you are to do, but then how do we then interact with the world? And maybe how does that carry over into our social spaces in our media spaces. Yeah. I think two verses I have that I think are really encouraging and just remind you to, um, to be separate. Like John said, it's James four, uh, four, which is you adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And then first John two sixteen says for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world. And so for me, a practical uh, piece of advice when it just comes to media again is in the shows that I'm watching or in the music that I'm listening to is, is this um, trying to push me into a worldview where um, things are not God's design or God's best. And so what do I mean by that? For instance, um, the shows that will or music that will maybe push a specific agenda for how people are supposed to do sex. Um, And yet God has a specific design for sex that was within the covenant of marriage. And so I think for the shows that we're watching, are these shows that we're watching pushing pushing us into a headspace where they're trying to contradict God's view of marriage? Because if so, that's that's something we need to separate and, and detach ourselves from. And I think the same thing goes with with any issue in life with um, with substances, there's, there's music and, and shows that will push that substances are okay. And I think that's another area where we need to be as Christians separate from and say, okay, this is pushing an agenda that God is, is against in his word. And so I think that's kind of the, um, the practical thing is are the shows and music you're listening to pushing something that the Bible condemns? Because if so, 
you need to really consider. I think it's great. I think the the point is kind of the living of the flesh, living in the flesh. Yeah. Um, for me, that brings up Galatians 5, um, starting in 16, says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Uh, the acts of flesh are obvious, and then it kind of goes uh, through all of those things. Um, and then it gets into the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, for me, points out the difference of uh, people walking in kind of the gratification of the flesh, um, and then the opposite of that, people walking in the gratification of the Spirit. Um, if media uh, or any outlet of it is causing you to dwell on, uh, seek gratification in the world or the flesh, then I think that that is uh, something that needs to be taken to Jesus in your life. Um, in, in It's a slippery slope to say, like, if you're consuming awful media, but you do a really good job of guarding your heart and guarding your eyes, like if you're able to watch things that are just like explicitly graphic, but you're not... Um, harboring those things in your heart uh, or in your mind, you're able to forget it, then I would submit to you that maybe you're so desensitized to living in the flesh that you have forgotten what conviction feels like. Yeah. Um, or you have forgotten at least what, um, you know, a, a sensitivity to the spirit at work in your life feels like, um, which is really dangerous. And so I'm, I, I am not going to say, Hey, don't listen to certain things, but I will say like, Hey, if, if your outlet in media is causing you to be so desensitized to fleshly desires, uh, or worldly, um, kind of a worldly view of things, then, um, man, pray, <laughs> seek the Lord, uh, break up your own plow ground, um, and, and just get, uh, get a little holier, please. <laughs> yeah. Get a little holier, please. Yeah, first, or not, sorry, not first John. John, uh, we, we used this verse, I think, last week and maybe even the week before that, but um, John sixteen twelve it said, I, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And if, like the four or five verses before that, um, Jesus is saying that the spirit is going to convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, um, because they don't believe in me. And so I think even in that of any media that we intake, our approach in, in media should be spirit of God. If, if I'm watching something or observing something or listening to something that isn't pleasing to you, convict me of it, remind me of my sin and, and lead me into the way of, of all truth. Because Jesus says that the spirit is the one that guides us into truth. And so I think a practical piece of advice would just even be to, in anything that you're maybe wondering about is, is this good media or bad media? Ask the spirit of God, because the spirit of God will lead you to conviction and to, to peace in that he's faithful to do so. So. Mm. I'm tapping up things. Just tapping up things. No thoughts? No, I think what Caleb said was, was a thought that was stirring in me already that here, here's the idea. Here, here's creation. Let's go back to the garden. 
Um, we learn from the fall that beautiful things can be dangerous things. Um, and so we talked about sex, like sex is an incredibly beautiful thing that is part of God's created order. It's also an unbelievably dangerous thing. Everyone listening in their car probably just said, amen. Um, food, beautiful, good, also dangerous. Uh, and, and those are the soft ones. I mean, those are just like easy softballs for us. Uh, and so in the social media world, something that can be really, really powerful and really beautiful is also really dangerous. And so when, when I think of media, when I think of social media, I think of the power of it, you think of simple things like the Jesus film that it, that's being translated into tons of languages and it's going, it's shown on projectors to tribal people and they get to hear the gospel or see the gospel and understand the gospel in a way that we've never been able to do before. Mm-hmm. Media has allowed that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are faithful men and women that use their media platform for the gospel and, and somebody can, can drop a, drop an X. Is that what we call it now? It's not tweet. I think dropping X is a drug also. Uh, it, yeah. So, no um, but they changed Twitter to X and, and a pastor can get on there and, and put, they can put the gospel out there and a million people can read it. Yeah. So in that we go, that's beautiful. Like we can get that spread really, really fast. The gospel can move in ways and which, which we love during, during COVID when I came on staff here and we were kind of redesigning what college ministry looked like. I got to meet with all the college students via FaceTime, Zoom, um, and continue doing and preparing for ministry in a way that we couldn't have done before. At least we would have all gotten sick because we probably would have ignored it and gathered together in a room anyway. This was a safe way to do it. So it's beautiful, but it's also dangerous. And and here's the the challenge with that. What what media has done now for us, and here maybe this is the prescriptive, these are the things that I'm I'm talking about when I when I make that statement, beautiful things can also be dangerous things. They're dangerous because of authority. And, and so, so God's right design for sex is to sit underneath his authority and, and in its proper way, then, then it's healthy. It's beautiful outside of his authority. It's really dangerous. So when we talk about media, it's dangerous because of authority. And one is like, who is your authority at this? Like who becomes your moral authority? And, and it used to be when I asked the question before, what did we do about like, what did we do before TV? What did we do before that? We see this in missions and, and here's this point pastors or community leaders used to be your authority. When we go into Africa and we do village, like village studies and we go, who are your leaders in this village? Even now they're going to go pastor. They're going to point to a church leader who is the community leader. And then we go to them and go, Hey, what are the needs of your, of this village? How can we help serve you? You're going to be the face of this because you're the identified authority. That used to be the thing in America. Even if you're a faithful going to church, you have probably a hundred other authorities speaking to you now because of social media. Matt Chandler can be your authority. Stephen Furtick can be your authority. What, whoever you want to be your authority. Um, and, and there's a lot of people like hurrah when you say that. And they, they allow yeah. the popular voice to become their authority. And so instead of sitting under faithful men that you've been called to, to lead you, you allow others to speak into that. Some of them I trust. Like I, I'm glad we have access to certain people's sermons and certain people's voices. But I still have to, I can't allow that to be my authority. I have to rest in the authority that God has placed me under in like face-to-face relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so we're real good at allowing a a different moral authority to come in and then explain away sin and help us feel better about our struggles instead of contending together. Um, And then in that, because you're allowing those other voices, you're exposing your heart to things that maybe it doesn't need to be exposed to because they don't know you. They're communicating things to you um, that you may not need to hear because they don't know you and they're not maybe being communicated in the right way to you. Uh, and so that's my, my check for this. 
social media can be a great thing. Media is a great thing in a lot of ways. Um, but who's becoming your moral authority there? And then the second part of that is if you're spending more time engaged on a device, it's pretty easy to look, look at your screen time and see where you're spending it. Um, wasting the time that God has given you because it's the only thing that you can get more of. He's numbered your days. And if you get there and he goes, Hey, I checked your screen time and 58% of your time that you were on that planet, you were on Instagram way to go. Uh, and, and so like the danger that I have is not, I I can't be your moral authority and be like, don't watch this. Um, unless we have that type of relationship, I get to be that for my boys. I get to be that for my family. Uh, but I can say, where are you spending your time? And, and I can see how well you're doing probably in your walk with Jesus based off of that. Mm. And so I, I pulled up my iPad. I don't open my iPad very often. I pulled it up and I've spent uh, this past week an average of 18 minutes on my iPad, 18 minutes a day, which is kind of crazy. Um, so it's not very much. Um, and some of you will be like, I know exactly what John did on that, yeah. <laughs> on his iPad. Like he attacked once on clash of clans. He <laughs> stuck three minutes. Um, and then, and then the other, the other side of that, the average is 13 minutes a day is on Logos. And I don't use this, my iPad is my primary study thing, but I'll pull it up and look for things when I'm looking mm-hmm. at other stuff. And, and that's not a hurrah John thing because I didn't think that was going to be normal. I just haven't opened it very much, probably sinfully because I've been super busy with coffee cup and everything else. But that's where my time's at. Open your phone or open your device and go, where am I spending my time? Um, because that, that thing probably has become your moral authority. That's the thing that you're exposing your heart most to. Yeah. That's the thing that's communicating most to you. And that's where this media thing becomes dangerous. I think speaking into that it, consumption of media um, is bad. If that, if that is what um, your daily diet is wrapped up in, is it just media, then it's, then it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm 34, verse 8, Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him. You who are his holy ones, fear the Lord. For those who fear him lack nothing. Uh, young lions lack food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will lack will not lack any good thing. Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is someone who desires life, loving a long life to enjoy what is good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from a deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace mm-hmm. and pursue it. Um, yeah, so when I, when I consider consuming, when I consider... Uh, in taking uh, TV shows or, or movies or music or any of those things, my mind often drifts into spaces of what is most of my time spent consuming. Yeah. If yeah. most of my time is spent not consuming the things of the Lord, um, then maybe I don't have it right. Love that. That's good. Uh, I, I think too, in regards to this, if if it's something that you become dependent on or even have a, a, a hunch that you may be becoming dependent on media fasting from, from any sort of media is not a terrible thing. Um, and it's helped me a ton. Um, like TikTok, like TikTok, or even just like, uh, like, uh, like even, even secular music for, for two weeks, I'm just not going to listen to it as much as I can for two weeks. Um, and you begin to see the, the hold that it has on your heart very yeah. fast in any sort of media sense. Um, and so fasting I think is a great idea. And even like the first thing that you turn to, um, and any sort of, of boredom, um, or anxiety or depression, like what's the first thing that you turn to? Um, and even you can do a marker of like, what's the first thing you pick up in the morning? Is it your phone or is, or is it God's word or is it, um, going to him in prayer? 
Um, and these are just like some check markers that you can do. Um, and so I encourage you, I, I think we're doing the fasting thing again in, um, is it February? Yep. We're out, we come back from school. Yeah. Um, to come back to school from school to school to school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we come back to school, um, during that time, even if it's just like you're doing multiple fasts and one of them is, uh, secular music, if one of them is Insta- Instagram for a month is so healthy, um, can testify to that. So, um, it has a lot of power. It's very powerful as John said, but it's also has even more power for evil. So, mm. yeah, I would, I would encourage you guys too that this is hard. Um, and it's not supposed to be easy. Again, all the verses we use to, to talk about the world. I mean, the, the world is, is against, um, the spirit. And so know that it's, it's not easy to have victory in, you know, in, in rejecting wrong forms of media and, and only using the right forms of media. Um, and again, like my, my charge for you is this is, is to seek the spirit again, because only he is going to be able to lead us into all truth and to guide us in what forms of media that I'm intaking that I need to get rid of and cut out and which forms of media that I need to, um, continue in. And And I really love what they said about consumption because I think, um, everybody's heard that, that thing of, you know, the, the five people that you're closest to is who you become in the future. And I think we could say the same thing about our screen time. We become what our screen time shows us to be, you know? And so I think, uh, you just have to take a check at yourself and look, do I look at your screen time and say, do I want to be somebody, you know, 40 years from now that's, that's, um, wasting all of my time on Instagram or do I want to be somebody 40 years from now that has built relationships and friendships that, that I want to last forever because Instagram won't last forever. You know, social media won't last forever. And so I think that's something to consider. It's good. Well, I think I should have won the draft. That's all I have to say. Uh, thanks for, thanks Ooh. for listening. Oh, <laughs> you about to pull up something spiritual about an owl. Uh, it, it's what comes up because I had my CSB Bible study notes open when we were talking about Zephaniah the other day. Mm. And there's a, like at the beginning of that, there's a big picture of an owl. Oh yeah. Know. It's in uh, chapter two. Yeah. And so it, yeah. like, I love that. It's just this big, ugly owl. Hey, love side that. note. I don't yeah. know if this connects or not, but those of you out there, it, you know what an owl looks like. Yeah. Ooh. Google what an owl's legs look like Ooh. and just let it mess your mind up. It's disgusting. So this, this is, this is going to apply to like your media intake. Sometimes things also, aren't what they are. Sometimes things look good. Bear. Sometimes things look good, but then you look at their, their legs and you go, what? <laughs> so yeah. mess with your mind. It's awful. That's, that's all I got. That's my, that's my closing remark. They're so long. Anything else? Yeah. No, seek the spirit. <laughs> seek the spirit. I'm ready for my cue. Don't look up owls. No, just owl's legs. Owl's legs. Ethan, do you have any last thoughts? Go Marlins. No. Go Marlins. No last thoughts. All I have to say. What? I already said it. To the the moon! That's right. There we go.